Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. You know, I got to tell you, it feels like NBA All-Star Weekend used to legitimately mean something. And I don't know if that was because of the competitiveness of the players or because of the era that we were in where people wanted to see superstars playing together, but now we always see superstars playing together. So it doesn't matter as much anymore. I don't know. I I don't know what changed, but what we, what we saw over all-star weekend, James, I, I, this isn't, a new thing. This isn't the first time that people have complained about all-star weekend. This just feels like it really came to a head because there was nothing particularly entertaining about the weekend at all. It was just there. It just existed as a nostalgia point for basketball fans. Yeah, Kyle, I told you uh, this a long time ago. Like I'm way ahead of the curve on this. There is really nothing all that redeemable about it. It's, it's a big, blustery mess where people are going from one station to the next. The players don't have a great time. The fans might have a good time. I'm not sure, but for media, it's not fun to cover. There is no original content. Everything is, is kind of staged and overdone and the basketball and the skills and everything else. It's, it's just not great. Right? Like, I don't want to see an all-star game that looks like that. And to me, it's just, such a missed opportunity. And Kyle, you could just see like the bitter disdain on Adam Silver's face. Like he was just so disappointed with the product that his his league put up at All-Star Weekend. And part of it, Kyle, it's his fault. It's a lot of it. Yeah. Is his fault. I agree. And, and like you want to make it a star-driven league and you want to give these guys a this really, really long, you know, rope to to go be like individuals and stars. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna deal with this. This is it was not a team game. It's not a fun thing to watch. It's just a bunch of chucking and a bunch of guys who don't want to be there. And I now I, I fully side with De'Aaron Fox. Like, why would you want to go? Like, why I would much right. rather have the weekend off. Right, and I think that's that's what the guys who are there would much rather have the weekend off. And that's why you see what we saw on 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 Saturday night. Like that was gross. Yeah, that's dunk. I just, <clears throat> or excuse me, the game I guess was Sunday. Sunday. Excuse me. <clears throat> no, Saturday so night we saw... watched two G League players who should have been in the finals of the dunk contest right. 
because they care, and and you couldn't do that. You had to put Jalen Brown in there for some reason. They tried to they tried to rig it for Jalen Brown. They did. Who, it it looked like Jalen Brown approached the dunk contest like they've asked him to do it every single year, and he finally went fine. I'll do it, and I'll show you why you should never ask again. That's right. That was how he approached, <laughs> and he still won. They still almost had him win. It was ridiculous. I look, man. I, I don't. We can talk solutions and whatnot. I think talk about All Star Game three point contest. I thought the Steph Curry Sabrina Sabrina UNESCO uh, shootout was great. I thought that was and more entertaining. Part. I I wanted right. more. Yeah, that was the most entertaining part of the weekend. To me, if you're gonna quote unquote fix the dunk contest by putting stuff, um, I need to start by having the game in a place that people who aren't in the game want to go. Oh yeah, I, I it just I guys are turning down an opportunity to spend a week in Miami or a weekend in Miami or a or Hawaii. Yeah. Or anywhere that's not the Midwest in February. And that's not to knock Indiana or, or Cleveland or whatever. I've never been to those cities. I cannot speak on those cities. But I do know it's cold as heck. Should should the All-Star <laughs> game should the All-Star game be like a set list between like five cities or whatever, like those warm city names or something like that? Like kind of how they do with the Pro Bowl? Yes. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, I mean I told I don't know where you land on that. Jay. I told you I went to New York for All-Star Weekend and it was with windchill factor, it was like negative nineteen. It was the coldest I'd ever been. You couldn't walk a full city block without having to go like drop into a coffee shop without getting frostbite. Jeez, like on your man. face. Like your my face was burning the entire time. You you had to wear a beanie, you had to wear a huge coat, you had to wear gloves everywhere. Like there was it was miserable. And, you know, it's New York City. You'd like to go out and do other things. Well, like, you can't even get from one place to the next. It was mm-hmm. so bitter cold. So I don't get that. I mean, I think that that's one thing, like, if we're going to compare, like, all of the, the sports, which I, I think we will in a little while. But, like, how about you just find somewhere that, that isn't freezing cold and that fans can go outside and enjoy themselves? Like, New Orleans has always been great for it. Um, but it's also, it's tough. You You put your your main game in February every year. Yeah. And and that's just, it's not a great time of the year for, for, uh, you know, for anything really. It's just too bitter cold. <laughs> I know, man. I don't know if it, I don't. So look, the league's not going to cancel it altogether. Right. Like that's just not something I think the league is going to do. They're going to turn over every possible stone and look the, the NFL, not that, Anybody is sitting there like thrilled about the Pro Bowl, but at least the flag football game is a little bit entertaining to watch. And at least the skills competitions highlight some of the things that these guys are good at. Like it's it's at least entertaining to have on in the background. The it, If I didn't do this for a job, I would have watched zero seconds of All-Star Weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I it tried to watch zero happened. seconds. I tried. <laughs> right, but it's it's it, that's the thing is it's one of those weird things I feel like as a basketball fan, I, I I feel like obligated to to turn it on, and then because this is my job, I'm like, okay, I need to watch this. I need to take I need to take this in. But the game is stupid. Like the game itself is dumb. Yes, I, I get. Okay, there are. The, can you fix the dunk contest? Like, sure. There there's ways you can tweak. Can you fix the three point contest? Okay, yeah. There's ways you can tweak it. This and that. But the game itself, what's supposed to be the actual showcase of the of the league stars? I don't know if there's. I'm interested in your thoughts on this because you you've covered the league for a long time 
and and have been around it far more than I have. Is it just a matter of I, what do you what do you think the biggest factor is? Is it guys not wanting to get hurt? Is it the fact that the superstar thing were is just so oversaturated now because we can turn on league pass or we can go to Twitter or Instagram and see highlights of these guys? Is it because so many stars already play together? Like what what is it that that happened that made the All Star game not matter now? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like somewhere along the way, they stopped playing defense, and I know part of that is it. Like nobody wants to get hurt or hurt somebody in in a game that doesn't matter. And I get that, but there has to be some sort of incentive for players to go. And, and yeah. Kyle, like I'm not sure how you fix that, but when you watch, it, it's players get shipped from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, the entire weekend. It's, it's not conducive to like having a good time and being part of something like mm-hmm. there, there is uh like, cause I've, I've gone out with them there. There's a point where uh, you got to go do some fan stuff and then you got to go into the community and, and go act like you hammer nails at a Habitat for Humanity house. And like, this is what we're doing to give back here. This is what we're doing to give back here. The league has such a showcase. But then on top of that, Kyle, it's like, hey, um, you're a Nike guy. Nike has a, has an event and every, you need to show up at your Nike event. And you need yeah. to show up at this event. And you need to show up at this event. And hey, the Kings had a, a banquet. They had a brunch uh, on, on Saturday. And... Like, hey, it, it can be a good thing. DeMarcus Cousins was invited and showed up and took part in the King's Brunch. So maybe we're, mm-hmm. we're mending some fences at All-Star Weekend. Maybe that's a good thing. We right. we have a picture of Brad Miller and Vivek Ranadive and, and DeMarcus Cousins out there. Hey, that's a good thing, right? But yeah, it's become like such a, a thing where you have an itinerary and your day is packed and it's not fun. It's not a, it's not a break at all. And then they try to give these guys a couple of days afterwards, like, hey, if you're in the All-Star festivities, you don't have to show up on Tuesday like everyone else. You can show up on Wednesday. And it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. It, it is. So I don't know. They've expanded the weekend, so it's more than a, a weekend. It's a full week off now uh, for players. Yeah. And I would, if I'm an owner or if I'm a fan of a team, I would much rather have my players go enjoy themselves, get away from the game, clear your head, get ready for what's next uh don't get exhausted at all-star weekend because you have too many responsibilities yeah i, I just it feels like in in a in a era of basketball where players are more skilled than ever that should be something the league can highlight and a a a 48 minute 5 on 5 game is not that no like watching watching uh, Damian Lillard pull from half court like that's that's okay that's a fun that's a fun thing to to see but watching guys dribble through what are ostensibly traffic cones and throw lobs to guys who are not being defended and there's nobody under the basket it's just not watching Carl Anthony Towns go for 50 points is not my idea of a good time no. <laughs> I, 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 um, watching a team score 211 points in a in an environment where it's basically the equivalent of an empty gym, like that's not that impressive to me. Kyle, watching yeah. two teams combine for 168 three pointers. What is that? That's it's grotesque. That's guys. Not, that's guys not wanting to go play basketball. It's not even fun to watch at all. Like I, I, I don't know. know what that is. I don't know what it is, and whatever it is, they need to stop doing it, and they need to they need to move on. 
Yeah, we'll 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 talk about some fixes for All Star Weekend and and some different things they can try. We will talk about that uh, coming up in a bit. I have some 49er stuff I want to get into as well because um, it, it appears that everybody's trying to like slam the eject button on on their roster already. Mm. Um, and that's not a thing that needs to happen yet. And we'll 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 talk about why. Um, and then. Real quick, we will have an update on Scott Pollard uh, from from you, James. We'll have that uh, coming up as well. But before we hit the break, um, one of my uh, buddies and one of my coworkers from the NFL Wire Network, uh, Mark Lane, uh, passed away over the weekend. Uh, and I just wanted to shout him out because you meet a lot of people in this industry who are very much out for themselves and who are very much um, not willing to put in the work and they feel some sort of um, like obligation or, or entitlement to something. And uh, Mark never, ever had that as uh, the managing editor at, at Texans wire. He was a huge Cowboys fan, um, but worked his ass off to make Texans wire the best thing it could be. Uh, he was always super helpful, um, not just when people asked, but would reach out like during Super Bowl week and would reach out to who the editors were and be like, how can I help? What can I do to help you? Not to boost his own profile, but just to genuinely be helpful. Um, and he was hilarious. And that's something that uh, that is is really, really hard to find. And uh, I am better for having known Mark and uh, uh the NFL wire networks are, are definitely worse without him. So uh, just wanted to shout him out. Uh, he was one of the best and uh, I appreciate all, all the work he did. So yeah. sorry. I uh, just wanted to get Kyle. that. No, it's uh, it's all good. Um, we're, uh, you know, moving forward. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, that's what Mark would want to do. He'd probably be mad that I made it a sad thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's how uh, that's how we're going to move forward. We'll talk about uh, the All-Star game. We'll talk about the 49ers and uh, we'll have an update on uh, Scott Pollard next right here on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESP 1320. All right, we're back in here locked in. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're talking All Star Weekend. We'll have some 49ers offseason stuff, whether the team is going to trade or not trade. Brandon Ayuk, we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, James, hey, an update on Kings legend Scott Pollard, please. Yes, uh, Scott Pollard underwent uh, heart transplant surgery this weekend. And uh, everything, uh, like, initially has gone really well. Um, I know, like, from what I've read this morning, he is uh, he's a little sore today. Um, but he was actually like absolutely incredible. He's able to stand in less than 24 hours. And then he was able to walk with a walker. Um, and if you guys haven't seen the videos, I, I put it up on the King's beat, but also, uh, Scott's wife, Dawn is on Twitter posting updates nonstop and, uh, like talk about inspiring. I mean, uh, like, but watching, a doctor and a nurse try to help uh, a six foot eleven giant up off a bed was uh, it's it's comical, um, but it also it, it kind of tells you like what he's up against. Uh, you can see like his right arm is nothing but like little little cables going into his body. Basically, they had to uh, do an inter- an external uh, pacemaker this morning, I think. Um, and hey, look, um, there is a GoFundMe account for him, so. Uh, Kyle and our, and our, we have a mutual friend named Jody Bacon. Uh, everyone, like if you've been in the Sacramento media scene for any amount of time at Jody, or you've heard her name before running the GoFundMe account for Scott and his wife. Yes, he's an ex NBA player, but that was a long time ago. And, uh, I, I think that that's something we need to realize that NBA players, uh, their lifespan in the game is so short and then they, they go on to live a, a, life after that and uh so uh use help if uh there is a gofundme you guys can jump on board with that uh i've tweeted it out a couple of times so you can go to my twitter handle um or you can just you can too uh just remember that scott is spelled with one t uh that's the easiest way to find scott pollard uh it's uh and kyle just reposted it on twitter as well um good luck to him uh in his in his journey this is not an easy journey and it's not going to be an easy journey for him and his family for a long time. And, uh, you know, you, you wish the best for him, but he's lucky they found a heart for him because, uh, a guy that size has to have, um, a donor that's like six, three or bigger in order for him to get a heart that will fit him. And so the parameters of finding a heart for him were difficult as it was. Uh, and, and so hopefully everything goes okay for him and his family here going forward. Yeah, that's uh, the videos of him walking around were Wild. unbelievable. Yeah, like, I exercise and can't get out of bed the next day. I still got a new heart. And he's like, all right, up and out. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, look, uh, this is a, a forever issue for him, you know, and right. life expectancy. You can look at life expectancy after heart transplant. It's not great. Uh, so this is this is just uh, one step in his journey. And um you know, like uh, Godspeed to him and his family because this isn't an easy one at all. Yeah, no doubt. This is, yeah, you don't get a new heart and then it's like, okay, hey, go live just like you were. Yeah. 
can't imagine that's uh, going to be an easy thing. So uh, shout out to Scott, shout out to his wife, Dawn, and uh, shout out to Jody for yeah. putting that GoFundMe together. It is on uh, Twitter. Uh, James and I have both uh, tweeted it out, and then it's uh, Jody Bacon, Jody with an I, if anybody wants to go track it down uh, there as well. Um, All-Star game, All-Star weekend. How do you fix it? Let's start with, d- does the three-point contest need fixing? I feel like the three-point contest is fine. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think the three-point contest is fine, uh, but I would also point out that, hey, look, watching uh, you know, Sabrina and Steph go head-to-head, I thought was was super cool. And if you're going to throw Matt McClung and you're going to throw in, um, you know, again, most people don't know that uh, Obi Toppin had a, has a brother. And, had no idea. And there he is in the dunk contest, right? That No, that wasn't Obi. Um, like, if you're going to do that, then why not do more of a, a global challenge where you do bring in a couple of G-leaguers, you bring in a couple of the, the ladies from the WNBA game, and you promote the other products that you have. And so that's one way that if you could expand one of these events, I think the three-point contest is probably the easiest one to do and to have guys go up against a guy like Steph or, or some of these stars in the three-point shootout. I think that that would be pretty cool. Um, I also think that, uh, you could probably do something like where you, you have a couple of shots that are way deeper. So, yeah, I agree. The one, the one above the break there is not like, dude, you should go second rack and then like the logo and then get one from the logo Yeah, and make it worth six points or, or whatever. No, there's definitely little tweaks that, that would be easy on, um, on the three point contest. And I think it's for the most part, fine. I just think you need to have your your guys like Steph in it. I think Damian Lillard doing it is great. Um, I think mixing in the 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 WNBA aspect of it was was really fun. Uh, there's there's I, I I honestly the three point contest is the thing I have the the fewest gripes with. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. No, I totally agree. <laughs> it, it is, um, but but I I. I think with the dunk contest, I don't think it's necessarily as easy as just, hey, get LeBron in it, get, um, you know, I, I I can't even get Jason Tatum in it. I don't know who, whoever, like pick your, pick your favorite star player. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily that easy. I just think that we've seen it all. No, I, I think just so. don't think the create, I think we're lacking creativity more than anything. Yeah. I think there there is a limitation to what you can do as a dunker. Um, although I I think that if you watch some mixtapes, there might be like some yeah. some guys out there on YouTube that can do some things that ha- that have never been done in an NBA dunk contest. Um, I like the originality issue. Like I'm tired of watching people dunk it, jump over the top of people. It doesn't really like. I mean, I, I get it. It's Shaq, and you had you you jumped over Shaq, but I mean. Ben McLemore in like 2013, 2014 jumped over Shaq sitting in a chair in a giant throne. Like it, it's, right. it's old, like all of it's, it, it's old, it's stale. There's not a lot you can do. I think the one thing that you could do is I, I think there are some Supreme dunkers that are hiding in the league that um, mm-hmm. they just don't get invited. Like even some star quality guys that, um, mm-hmm. that you could probably, if you up the ante big time and said, Hey, look, uh, everyone gets a million bucks and the winner gets two million or something, or yeah. everyone gets a million bucks and and the winner gets two million that goes towards the charity of your choice or your mm-hmm. your foundation. 
Um, mm-hmm. That to me is a way that you could maybe get a couple of other guys in, involved. Uh, so we're not watching again, like sort of the G League versus like a NBA star, or right. open it up and have it like like go out and find the like do American Idol style and find some of the greatest uh, dunkers in the world <laughs> and bring them in and be like, okay, look. Like oh, that'd be you, incredible. Yeah, you get to go. You can dunk against Matt McClung and and uh, and then maybe some other guys. Like just like forget the fact that it's an NBA thing. Just yeah, make make it the platform right. Uh, yeah. and maybe that's something that that would work as well. But for what we're seeing now, it's just like come on now. This is yeah. You you, know? you have to you have to add some kind of like competition level to it. Some kind of stakes. And G League guy v G League guy v. Jalen Brown, like, just doesn't move the needle. What, no. what are the stakes there? Oh, Jalen Brown lost to Mac McClung. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But if, but if it's LeBron James losing to, and I'm just picking LeBron because it's the big, like, like I said, pick your favorite, your favorite dunker, Malik Monk, um, losing to some rando off YouTube, like that's more, that's oh, that's an interesting storyline. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of fascinating, and I'm in. Like, I will, I will watch the heck out of that. It's just. I don't, I I think financial incentive, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think that's ultimately the driver of all this. Yep. Like if, if you incentivize, but the problem is, and Sam Amick, I believe wrote about this in the athletic today, a, bu- a bunch of the athletic NBA writers wrote how they'd fix the, the all-star weekend. And somebody brought up financial incentive, but Sam Amick kind of pushed back on it and was like, these all-star guys are typically already on their second or third contract where they're making 40, 50 plus million dollars a year. Yes. 200 grand is not going to 500 grand is not going to move the needle for them to get them to really try. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, now you run into the issue of, okay, every winning player gets what's the number $4 million. Well, now that now you're as a league, you're out almost $50 million for the winning team. Hmm. And the losing team's got to get something like that's not going to fly. Yeah. So I don't. I, I'm with you on that. Like I don't think that there's a way to fix the actual game itself. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, in all honesty, like when I'm watching the game play out, uh, it's missing players like Sabonis, guys who actually mm-hmm. care, guys who actually play the game the right way, guys who aren't out there just you know flashy and 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 you know showing out and just chucking. That it's mm-hmm. kind of like you you strip away what's good about the game. It, the game is is great because it's five guys working together. One guy can't mm-hmm. single handedly win an NBA championship, and right. you know the, it just. So when you get into an All Star game and it feels like five individuals, I, I don't think there's any way to piece these guys together and make it like more more cohesive. But the way you do that maybe is to bring in guys who are actually team players. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know how much. The, the, at that at that point, so so who who's your starting five then? Oh yeah, in I, the West. I, and I, how are you? How are you dictating team player? You know, I I just that's I get what you're I get what you're saying. It's just not. I don't. I don't know how the NBA judges that. Yeah, I, a, I think in a what's supposed to be a showcase of their stars. No, I get you. I, I just think that the one way you can do it is by not looking at the top ten scores in the league and making sure every single one of them is in there, except for De'Aaron yeah. Fox. 
Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, we will uh, have plenty more all-star stuff for you. And are the 49ers going to trade Brandon Ayuk? Plus, we're going to take a look ahead to the Kings second half. Uh, what do they have to do to kind of, uh, they finish the first half strong. What do they have to do to keep that going in the second half? We'll talk about all that coming up on the Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I don't know how to fix it, man. And that's true for a lot of things, but the All-Star game specifically. Yeah. This box score is gross, bro. It's so gross. Like, it's not even... 168 attempts. One team shot 91. 91 three-pointers. Uh, no. One team shot 71 three-pointers. The other team shot 97. 97. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. 97 from beyond the arc for the East. Hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, maybe it's maybe it's the selection process. We were talking about this a little bit at the break, and miss because fans and media and players, those three votes get tied together to choose the starters. Mm-hmm. It's fifty twenty five twenty five. The fan fifty percent. The other two right. split the rest fifty uh, twenty five twenty five. And it's SGA, Luka, Nikola Jokic, LeBron, Kevin Durant is your five starters. I didn't really do with the five starters. Mm -mm. And then in the East, it's Giannis, Tatum, uh, Bam Adebayo, injury replacement for Joel Embiid. uh, And then it's Dame and Tyrese Halliburton. Don't have any issues with those either. mm -mm. No. I know there were, I know Knicks fans had a quibble with Jalen Brunson should have been starting, which, okay, fine. But. After that, I think that's where maybe because like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George played ten minutes each. I I promise they didn't enhance the game. No. Um. Anthony Edwards played thirteen minutes. He took three shots, and had one board and one assist. He was out there just moving around. Steph Curry played twenty six minutes. He took seventeen shots, thirteen of them from three. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 28 minutes, 35 shots in 28 minutes for Cat, by the way. Uh, he scored 50. Oof. And that's, I think, I, I don't, that's where I think the crux of the issue is, is you have guys who go out there like Carl Anthony Towns and Carl Anthony Towns who look, God bless him. He is on one of the best teams in the West and is a heck of a ball player. Should he have been on the all-star team? TBD. But, Carl Anthony Towns went out there and said, I'm going to score 50 tonight. It is my goal to score 50. That is not what made the all-star game watching one of my, one of the, the all-star moments in my lifetime that sticks out so vividly to me is LeBron James guarding Kobe Bryant on the perimeter and Drake's dumbass standing up and getting in the way of the photo. But it's LeBron guarding Kobe and like, let's go. Like one on one, let's let's play. Yeah. That's fun. Like that's maybe and maybe that's what it is. I've I've seen this a lot. Turning it into a two on two or a three on three or or a one on one. I would watch excuse me. I would watch just an hour of NBA All Star King of the Court. 
where it's just one-on-one, you get a stop, you stay on, you score, you stay on. Mm. I would watch that over an all-star game every single day of the week. Yeah, I kind of feel like... Team USA posts videos of that all the time, and I'm always enthralled. Yeah, I kind of feel like, Kyle, like maybe you could do like a a round-robin, like seven-man team, you know, like uh, four seven-man teams, and they play against each other, and you got subs coming in and out, and and you're Mm -hmm. trying to like build towards something because there's just no competition in in a four-quarter game for them. So I don't understand what, you know, do a a 10-minute running clock or do like first team to 21. Or, or 31, whatever it might be, like, because it, it would happen, like, it would go really quick, and then mm-hmm. you would have some level of competition, even, especially if you don't even need to do full court, just do a half court version. Like, I, there has to be something here that we do that's different than what's happening right now, because to me, it's like you just turn it off. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I do. Like, I, yeah. I just don't sit down, like, why am I going to waste my time? That's not NBA basketball. That's not what I cover. So I gained nothing. No. It's not even fun. And that's the thing, James. You say it's not NBA basketball. It's not what I cover. And I would be fine with that if the guys were still at least trying a, a little bit. Yeah. If there was a, a modicum of, even if it was like, okay, hey, on this possession, uh, everybody's going to clear out and it's going to be uh, one-on-one LeBron. And I know it can't happen like this because they're both in the West, but follow me. Um, one-on-one, it's going to be LeBron against Kevin Durant. Yeah. Or, or it, I, I mean, pick somebody from the East. It's going to be LeBron against Jason Tatum. And they're just going to clear out, and it's going to be one-on-one this possession. I would even be fine with that. Yeah. But it's the fact that it's LeBron jogging down, and he's going to do a funny dribble between his legs while the other five guys in the East stand around, and he throws it off the backboard. Oh, and then Kevin Durant goes in and dunks it. Great. Cool. Yeah. I don't... I know and, I, someone brings up, like, what I'm talking about is kind of what they're doing in the Rising Stars game. Yeah, like, that's fine. And first of all, why are you doing that in the Rising Stars and not in this? Because it seems like the Rising Stars, at least you might get a little bit more, like, full-court activity and, like, guys actually mm-hmm. trying to play to show that they're the, the next. Um, mm-hmm. Why you're reserving that for that game and not for the main game? I would switch. I would, I would have a, a standard game for the rising stars and then for the, the main team, like, look, I bump up the incentives or, um, you know, like I, I like do what major league baseball does. Like the winner is, is gets game one of the, of the NBA finals, whatever conference wins, they get game game one of the NBA finals and people will say, Oh, well that's not fair. It's like, okay, well you guys have messed around and ruined our all-star weekend. So how, how do we fix that? You guys need to earn that. Like, and that's where, that's where I would start going. Like make, there has to be some sort of incentive for these players to actually go out there and try hard. I, 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 I don't disagree. I don't love the idea of a home court advantage going to the winner of all-star weekend because the East went out and won Excuse me. The East went out and won All Star Weekend or won the All Star Game by twenty five points. Mm-hmm. My math is right there. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, twenty five. What if and just follow me? What if the Kings go to the finals and their guys had didn't get a chance to play in the All Star Game? That's hilarious. And now they have to they have to not have home court because 
uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Nikola Jokic didn't care enough about the All-Star game? Yeah, but I, you, you have to understand I, I that did, those guys that, are going to be... <laughs> yeah, but those guys are going to be fighting for it as well, right? And and then because like they they're also in it for the championship. I mean, most of the guys that are in the All Star Weekend, except for uh, your your two Lakers and and one Warrior, are are basically in the standard playoffs, like the eight man playoffs, as if it were to end yes. today, yeah. right? Um, the mm-hmm. old school eight man playoffs. I don't know, Kyle. Right. I, I think there are other ways that you could do it, like. Like I would bring up that, like, I'm kind of tired of the legacy players getting in. And sure, they're great mm-hmm. and they're fun, and of course they played minutes. But why don't we do something like expand the rosters to 15 players on each side, yeah. and then do three legacy players of those mm-hmm. 15? So, so again, you'd have your 12 man roster, but then these three legacy players. And if they a legacy player gets into a vote and is one of the starters, that's fine. They they mm-hmm. automatically like there's a little star legacy like put a stamp on your on your name, and that means that someone else in the regular team and the non-starters gets an all-star bid. So that's a way that I think you could do it. I think you could also do better representation. Um, I don't fully agree with Major League Baseball where every single team is represented at All-Star Weekend because I think it does get watered yeah. down. And I think there are players who have made all-star teams where you're just looking at them like, dude, you were, I don't know if you were an all-star in Little League and now you're in this game because yeah. because the A's have to be represented? Okay. <laughs> like like the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates who gut their team every other year, they have to be included in all-star weekend. So some guy, Hey, they've started signing guys. Hey, they could have like five, a guy make the all-star team five years in a row because he's the best, time, best player on a horrible team. And then he could be considered down the road because he got he has all these all star nods. You're like, wait a yeah. sec, that guy's only an all star because of this. But there has to be right. some sort of way, in my opinion, for them to improve the quality. And I, I certainly think that the top six teams that are official playoff teams, the top eight teams, whatever, every team should be represented at All Star Weekend without any question. I mean, if you're a playoff team, you should be represented in All Star Weekend. Yeah, I, I I think that's probably true. I, I think there's another thing, too, that got brought up in that in that piece by The Athletic that I thought was a really good point. And I wish I could remember which writer uh, wrote this, but it might have been Amick. But it was about how the they need to bring in uh, local fans and how the crowd is so watered down with, celebrities and corporate donors and sponsors and this and that, that it just loses all of its, all of its kind of luster. Like nobody, nobody in the stands cares about the game and they just want to be there just for the sake of saying they're there. And you kind of get that, that same vibe from, from the players as well. I just, man, it's just so tough because we already have an, not a, not necessarily an effort issue, but the league had to make rules about players playing in the regular season, like games that actually count. Mm -hmm. And then you have this game, the all-star game that no matter what we want to call it, what we want to say about it, what it is, what it was, what it should be, what it shouldn't be. It doesn't count. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at at all. So you have, you have guys who are, are already 
and again, it's changed a little bit this year because of because of the the sixty five game threshold for postseason awards and all NBA, et cetera. But you already had guys who were looking for ways to to back out of games. And now you have this. Like I just don't I don't see that that changing at any at any point. Because guys now the All-Star game is is great, but it doesn't mean what it used to. And everything is so playoff and ring focused now mm. that that's always, always going to take precedence over well, I performed well in the All-Star game because it doesn't matter if you perform well in the All-Star game. You could have 10 All-Star game MVPs, but if you never win a title, that's that's what's going to headline your career resume. Yeah. Said, oh, he never won a championship. And you're not going to get credit for trying hard in the All-Star game. So guys are going to take it as time off. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go mess around. I'll go put up 35 shots and not try on defense. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, if you think back, like Mitch Richmond won an all-star game MVP while in Sacramento, and it was a big mm-hmm. deal. Like, that was a big deal. It was like, hey, not only is Mitch representing Sacramento in the all-star game, but he actually goes out there and has an impact, and, and yeah. he actually he wins something from from the game. And I, I think that that was a point of pride for a lot of people in Sacramento. Like, hey, look, we got a guy. And, sure. like, I, I don't know that that it has to be something like that, but... Like you brought up the local fans, it is a bunch of like star chasing and like I don't even know how you get star how you get fans into the building. There's so many media members again, mm-hmm. where it doesn't even matter uh, to me. It it's become such a ridiculous thing that like it, none of like going to it as a media member. Like I, I went one year. I think it was in. Hmm, I want to say it was in Houston. Maybe it was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. No, it was in New York and. They had 10 media seats for 30 of us. We're like, what are we supposed to do? They're like, well, we have like a little area you guys can stand. It's like, <laughs> well, you don't want us. Fun. Cover- I guess you don't want us covering it then? Not really. Like, I, like, whatever you can do, it's like, okay, what are we like? Where are we supposed to put a laptop? Like, oh, well, like if you get one of the seats, that's hold cool. It. Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe have someone else hold it for you while. You know, it's, while you're typing, I, I don't know. But, like, the whole thing is, like, poorly designed is, I guess, my point. And for as many people you want local fans there, like, there's mm-hmm. such a huge area for in some of these games where they just open up hundreds of seats for media members because there's media from all over the globe who are watching it to get nothing, mm-hmm. to realistically to get nothing. What are, you, what are you there for? To be there. Yeah, just to, to be, be there. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's man. in San Francisco next year, and I can't wait to go. We'll be there and just see what it is. Oh just yeah, yeah. See what the what the deal is. Yeah, and then the whole time looking, you'll be thinking, why is it that Sacramento can't have one of these? Because this is stupid that they can't have one. <laughs> that I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, they make excuses. Oh, you don't have enough four and five star hotels. Okay. That's fine. I I don't know what the number is you need. Oh well, you you don't really have other places that you can put events it's like okay you got the convention center you got Rayleigh field you've got like riverboats like Sutter health park Sutter health park yes there there you there's so many different things that you can set up like I, I don't get it like it you can close off part of J Street or just close off K Street the whole way down and make like a big festival there I don't know like they they like to make excuses for why Sacramento can't have one 
and none of them really make all that much sense. Yeah. I, I, not enough four and five star hotels is just like, okay, sorry. <laughs> if that if that's if that is then uh, fine. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't I don't know. Um I've fallen down a rabbit hole of the nineteen ninety five All Star game now. Uh oh. That was it was in Phoenix. It was those yep. sick purple jerseys that are that are now uh, all the rage on uh uh Mitchell and Ness. Final score one thirty nine to one twelve. Oh, look a basketball game. Uh no Michael Jordan in that one. Oh. Because he was still retired. But you had on the east, you had Penny Hardaway, Reggie Miller, Scotty Pippen, Grant Hill, and Shaq. And then in the West, it was Latrell Sprewell, Dan Marley, Charles Barkley, Sean Kemp, and Hakeem. Uh Mitch Richmond, Gary Payton, David Robinson, Detlef Schrempf, John Stockton all on the bench. Carl Malone. Ugh. It's a pretty strong bench. The, strong to quite strong east, bench. <laughs> really good bench. Yeah. Uh, the East bench, it was uh Vin Baker, Dana Barros, uh Joe Dumars, Patrick Ewing, Tyrone Hill, Larry Johnson, and Alonzo Mourning. Mm. No wonder the West won going away. All right. The West is such a better team. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find uh Rock stat line real quick. 10 of 13, 23 points, four boards, two assists. He was three of three from beyond the arc. And he won the MVP with that? And he won the MVP with that. With 23 23 points. points. Yeah. Yeah. A guy uh, did not get named MVP who scored 50 in this game this weekend. (laughs) And you know what his coach says about that, right? No. (laughs) Yeah, just out there hunting shots. I mean, that's what he said when he scored 62. Just like... Carl Anthony Towns is the weirdest. Dude, Carl Anthony Towns is weird as hell, bro. He thinks he's like he he just kind of is where he is in the NBA hierarchy, right? He's not a top tier player, but he's probably like that second tier down, right? Am I? Are, are we all in agreement there? Yeah, to me, he's. I mean, first of all, he's not an all star. Like the fact that he's his a, team is leading the is leading the West or was leading the West when mm-hmm. when the votes came down, sure. But outside of that, you already had all star representation in Anthony Edwards. Like to yeah. me, Cat just he's. You, we talk about hollow stats or or empty calories. That's empty calories mm-hmm. right there. And, and not only that, but like historically throughout his career, like how many games has he taken off? How how many months has he taken off during the season? Like there there's enough there that you're just like uh, he's not as far as I like in anyone else's hierarchy outside of whoever decided to put him on the all-star team. So he is a four-time all-star. This is his fourth all-star. He's been all NBA twice. Yeah. One of which was in 2017, 18. He played 74 games in 21, 22. Um, but that's the only time in the last five years that he's eclipsed 70 games. Uh, he's on track to do it this year, I should note. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a good he's a good player, but not a great. But he's trying to like speak into existence that he's this legend and this awesome player. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't I don't quite I don't get it. Like, I don't think that's what people want when they're saying, like, dude, you need to you need to be like the dude. You need to be a guy that in the biggest moments people are leaning on you. You need it's not just saying, oh, I'm a legend in this game and legends can work together. He's talking about him and Anthony Edwards. It's like, that's not, no, you're not like, With, you're fine. He, he you're called himself, player. himself a legend. 
Oh. Yes. He thinks very yeah. highly of himself. Yeah. And that's fine. Like you want that you, you you'd prefer to see that kind of confidence, but it feels fake because we've never seen that before. And now he's just trying to speak into existence that he's this awesome, really good player. And maybe he will go to the playoffs this year and be incredible and he can change the narrative on his on his career so far. But man, I just Carl Anthony Towns is a weird dude. And then it's like he goes out in the all-star game and goes, I'm scoring 50 tonight. Yeah. And I'm going to be the guy that scored 50 in an all-star game. I'm like, no, you're just the guy who took all the shots, bro. Well, it's also a lot of shots. A lot of people are probably looking around like, why is he here? And he probably heard it as well. Like, why is he there? Yes. And like, oh, I'll show you why I'm here. I'm going to put up 50. Like, okay. You know, you know how many times he's made it out of the first round of the playoffs? Uh, once. Didn't they win a playoff series a couple years no. ago? No, the answer is zero, Kyle. Oh, they won the play-in. Yeah, no. Was that the one where Patrick Beverly was like on the scorers table? 2018 play-in game. They they're one and four in the playoffs. 2022, they're two and four in the first round. Uh, and in 2023, they were one and four. Yeah. First career, he is uh, 18.6, 11.4, 2.1 in the playoffs. 33% from three. Yeah. But he's an all-star, Kyle. He's an all-star who who can put a 50 in a game. And 60 he did. He in, did in score, a regular he did season. 50. He, he can. Hey, he's a he's walking bucket. That's now, I am now convinced. I, I saw him in the all-star game. I am he's now convinced shooter. that Carl Anthony Towns... Uh, I would also point out, um, I don't know if there's ever been a player in one season who scored 50 or more, be it an all-star game or a regular season game, that lost both games. Just saying. Oh, I think, ooh. Is that a stat we can look up? That's a great, that is, that should be, I I, I think Will Z is in here, and he is not in the midst of a show right now, so he might be able to look it up quicker than me. Um, But Steph might have actually done it this year. Where he scored 50? I know he has at least one. Yeah, I know he has at least one. And lost? Where he scored 50 and lost, yeah. Oh, uh, stand by. Hang on. Wow. That I can look up really quick. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He had 46 and a loss to the Lakers. Okay. And then 60 and a loss to Atlanta. See, now I've made up my They're own pretty stat. Close. Yeah, I've made up my own stat. I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, the only yeah. player ever. Uh, maybe not. Uh, Will, Will, wants to, Will is in the chat. He is here. Uh, what's the question? Uh, has a player ever scored 50 and lost twice in the same season? Yes. And lost. That's the question. Yeah. And lost. So 50 and <laughs> lost, two times, same season. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns just feels like one of those guys that, you know, we always talk about this with Domas, where we talk about like, okay, where's the balance between him scoring and him setting up his teammates and being the offensive hub? And like, where's the balance? Where's that? With Carl Anthony Towns, it's so clear to me. Like, bro, when you're scoring, your team is worse. <laughs> when, you're, when you're a high volume scorer, the team is, is, demonstrably worse. Yeah, I think you could call him the anti-Sabonis. Like, without any question. A little like, bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, you know, he, again, he puts up numbers, but I'm confused, uh, again, how of the top 19 scores in the league, one doesn't make it, and it's De'Aaron Fox. And, and then you have this other guy who, you know, again, Carl Anthony Towns, 22.5, 8.4 rebounds, 2.9 assists. How is that more He's valuable? Fine. How is that more valuable than a guy averaging 20.1, 13.2 and leading 
the NBA in rebounding and 8.3 assists per game, sixth in the NBA. How is that more valuable? How is 22.5, 8.4, and 2.9? I don't I don't care. I don't care that his team is, is, his, is good like in the first four months of the season. And that his coach was the coach of the All-Star game. Yeah, but that didn't have anything to do with him making the All-Star know. game. Like that, his coach got in as a coach of the All-Star game because they were leading the league at a specific point in the season. I, I just and they're still leading the sure. league right now. They're they're 39 16. So yeah. It, it's not and I know yeah, like okay. someone said uh in the chat, uh Ramsey said NBA leader in rebounds doesn't get make the all-star team. He's not just a leader in rebounds. He's the leader in triple doubles. He's a leader in double doubles. He has 50 double doubles in 54 games. He's got 18 triple doubles. Like he's he's an elite player that somehow gets left out of of All Star Travis Shaman mockery weekend. So, anyway, yeah, there it is, Kyle. I preach in the choir. <laughs> I have no notes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I Will Z has come through. There are a bunch of players who have scored 50 twice in a season, two or more times in a season and lost. I can't wait to get to these numbers with you. We'll also talk Kings in the second half of their season. They don't play until Thursday, uh, but we're going to keep them in the conversation. we got that coming up for you next on ESPN 1320. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hour number two, taking you right up to noon. I'm Kyle, that's James. Uh, we had the day off yesterday for President's Day. Thanks, everybody, who tapped into ESPN 1320 anyway. And thanks, everybody, for tapping in here on this uh, on this. Wonderful Tuesday. I am still doing the show from home, uh, but I will be back in tomorrow. That is confirmed. Yes. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. And I'll be, and James, it'll be our first show. Not only will I be back for the first time in a week and a half, but I will be in that chair where you're sitting and you will be in Kenny's typical spot. Oh, oh, but you do know I'm taking my chair over to the other side, right? That's fine. I don't do whatever you want. (laughs) I don't need I don't need a specific chair. Do you, the chair I use at home is straight up like the an IKEA chair. Wow. It's not like a fancy I'm an old man. Area. I have to and this is the I only know. chair with arms. I was going to say I was looking right now. I was looking at the other chairs. You're the only one with armrests still. Well, yeah. I don't even like arm I don't even want arms on my chair though. So I feel like Do we do we even do we even know how that chair came about in the studio? Yes, I do. So what happened was they knew that they needed to get me a chair with arms because my back is bad. So what they did is they took one of the standard office chairs with arms. They took the base of one of the tall chairs and swapped bases. So now somewhere around here we have an office chair with no arms. 
Some <laughs> some poor fella out there. Someone's going to chair was switched, not even knowing. Sitting at a desk and fall out of his chair because he doesn't have arms. Just saying. I don't like arms on my chair, so I'm going to be excited to not have them. <laughs> no, because like my headphones get all caught on it. My headphones, in fact, these are the headphones I'm going to bring in. Uh, but you know how my headphones are broken? Yeah. If you've watched the stream, you'll notice that my headphones are like all messed up. That's because when I was working at 95.7 Sister Station in San Francisco, the cord to those headphones would get wrapped around like the arm of my chair. And when I would spin around to go out of the studio for some reason, they would get caught and like fly off and hit the ground or the desk or whatever, wherever they were sitting. Yep. So uh, that's why I prefer to not have arms on my chair. All right. And I, even if I did, I would, uh, I would let you have it, James. You're a team player. I'm so nice. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am not a team player. I'm taking my chair and going to the other side. No, you have a bad back. I do. You have back problems. Like I that's do. way different than like I prefer an arm with chair or a chair with arms. Yes. I don't care. Yeah. No, it's you not. Need... It's not just being a prima donna and needing a chair with arms just because I demand a chair with arms. Although I would love that. I would love that for you because you're so like, uh, do whatever. Like I am riding the wave. Like whatever you want to do, you let me know. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of person you are. You'll cut. You'll be like, hey, I want to talk about this, or I want to do this today, or whatever. But in the setup of the show, when I'm like, I want to do this, you're like, great, let's do it. Okay. Like, can we try this? Yeah, let's do it. That, hey, James, can you meet at this time? I got it. Like yeah. I'm there. Whatever you need. It would be so funny if your one thing was like, screw you to hell with you. I need the chair with arms. Yes. <laughs> that's your one. That's your your one thing that you're not cool with. Just it's like no, nope, it's my nope, chair, and you. I'm taking it six feet away from this spot and putting it over there, and I don't care. Damien's gonna be super pissed because he's gonna come in and Kenny's gonna be sitting in the chair, like, "Hey, what's up?" It's like, "No, Is no, this a, wait, hang on, hang on, pause." Chatty house and anybody listening nine one six nine zero nine, thirteen twenty nine one six nine zero nine one three two zero. Is this a thing? Is arms on an office chair a thing? Well, okay, so I've been told really in the in the radio world that DJs don't like to have arms on the chairs because of what you said. You get your headphones caught all the time. Plus, they're standing up, they're moving around, they're doing all that stuff. Yeah. But we're not a, 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 a like music show. Like, we don't have music playing. And so most talk shows have arms on their chairs, but when they bought all the chairs for the studio, they didn't consider that that we are also ESPN 1320 here and not just 96.9, 98.5, 106.5, like 102.5. Right. So that's why we end up with no chairs with arms. So like the the triangle of avoidance, which, like, <laughs> which used to like be the circle of trust. So uh, James has like a group. It's called this. Well, event, initially it was a circle of trust. Me and two of the engineers and Aaron, the big boss man, we have mm -hmm. since booted Aaron out of the circle of trust. We are the triangle of avoidance, so we don't get stuck doing all of the crazy things like building a set for Daughtry in the studio. Mm -hmm. The triangle of, tr uh, of, uh, of avoidance is who has my, the other two legs of the triangle of avoidance uh, are the ones that have built this chair for James. So it was a, it's That's a peace really offering. Nice. I'm having t-shirts made. The, the triangle of avoidance. <laughs> <laughs> we learned the circle of trust meant we had to do all the work. The triangle of avoidance 
we see the work coming and we get out of the way. That's it's a good band name. It is. Uh, I have I have players who have scored fifty. Okay. Twice in a season, and they both lost the game. This has happened a lot. Turns out, <clears throat> uh, Stephen Curry did do it twice last year. Mm. Last season, 22-23. Um, Bradley Beal has done it a couple times. Devin Booker, James Harden, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Michael Red, Michael Red, Bucks legend. He was a straight bucket. Yep, Dominique Wilkins twice, Bernard King, New York Knicks legend, Tiny Archibald for Kansas City back in 72-73. Kareem did it with Milwaukee in 71-72. He did it twice. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain had it happen twice. More on Wilt later in 63-64. James Harden three times in 18-19. Kobe three times in 06-07. MJ three times in 88-89. Okay, so Wilt Chamberlain, had this happen five times in 64, 65. Of course. 13 times in 61, 62, and 16 times in 62, 63. I think you named, you probably named like 18 players. And of those 18, two are not Hall of Famers Michael Red and uh, Bernard King. Bernard King's not in, right? Uh, is uh, I he? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I got it. I don't know. Oh, no. Bernard King is in the Hall of Fame. My bad. My bad, Bernard King. Four-time All-Star. Wow. uh, Scoring champion in 1984-85. Four-time All-NBA. He, again, like Michael Redd, was a bucket. He led the league at 32.9 points per game one year and then missed the next season with knee injury. Giannis just broke his all-time Milwaukee scoring record, I believe. Oh, wow. Is I'm trying to look now. No, Bernard King Bradley never, Beal is probably never, Bradley Beal's not going to the Hall of Fame. No, that's true. Right. Well, I, I, don't, I don't at I least don't. I don't think. I mean <laughs> No, like he should not be in the Hall of Fame, but again, you're talking about a three time all star, uh, an all NBA player. I, I don't know. Guy or ever, Devin uh, Booker? Yeah, Devin just, Booker will go. Yeah, Devin Booker will go. He uh first career, twenty two points, four point three assists, four point one rebounds for Mr. Bradley Beal. But I I don't want to do quick math and tell you how many games he's missed in his career, but it's a lot. It's a lot. But also how many how many playoff games has he won? I can't remember like what's your favorite Bradley Beal playoff moment? Um he, that's that kind of stuff matters. Okay, so in his first two years he did make it out of the first round. Um actually Start with John Wall. No two he made it in 2014 uh, to the second round, 2015 to the second round, uh, 2017 to the second round, and then 18 and 21, he was bounced in the first round. So he's okay. actually played more playoff games than I would have assumed. Uh, he's 22 and 23 in his career in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's never been past the second round. No. No. Uh, James Harden will be in. Yep. Westbrook, you and said. Steph will be in. He'll be in. Michael Jordan. Uh, Westbrook is not on this list. Michael Jordan is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I thought you said Westbrook. Wow. Stunner. <laughs> yes. Michael Jordan made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think Bradley Beal is going to be the only player on this list who is not in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Oh, no, Michael Dang. Red. Michael Red. Oh, and Michael Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My, the only other player not, yeah. not on this Michael list. Michael Red. Michael Red was a bucket. He, he was, was really fun. Good. He had yeah. ACL injuries, right? 
knee injuries. Yeah, he had knee injuries for sure. <laughs> Ramsey said his favorite Bradley Beal playoff moment was LeBron James hitting a corner three against Washington. See? Mm. Well, gotta re- you got to be remembered for something, Kyle. What's the over-under if they both stop today? Beal makes a Hall of Fame before Sabonis. I don't think he would. Um, yeah, I, I think he would because he scored more points, and that's the sad reality of the, the NBA world. You know what? In. Good point. It is. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I just. We squandered an entire segment clearly, of our show discussing weird, no, it's fine. weird I, things I, and I clearly, points. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm, I'm just like Sacramento pilled and I, I maybe misjudge what, because I don't. Everywhere you looked, every podcast I listened to, everything I read, like everybody knows that Sabonis and Fox got hosed. Sabonis even more so than Fox. Which is why I think when you bring up the Hall of Fame thing, if they both said, hey, we're done today, and the NBA said, hey, you have to vote on whether one of these guys goes to the Hall of Fame, I really think Sabonis probably, at least I would think, gets more votes because you probably have a bunch of people just going to box scores and going, oh, wow, look at all these numbers the last couple of years. But I don't hmm. know, maybe I'm wrong. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I was also certain he was going to the All-Star game, so what the hell do I know? All right. Uh, Stockton Kings, this is breaking news, have acquired Brian Bowen and Lance Thomas. I'm not sure. Oh. So um, I do not know what they traded for them. That's not part of the tr- the press release that I can see. Just saying. Yeah, breaking news. All right, Kyle, we got to wow. go to break. It's big time. Yeah, we have to. I, should we not break after that news? Should we yeah. talk about that instead? That's probably something we should spend 18 minutes on after the break. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do the Kings have to do moving forward to uh, to succeed in the second half? I also want to get to this Niners, Brandon IU trade stuff next on ESPN 1320. to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Jarrett Jack was 38 playing in the G League. Good for Jarrett. Wait. In 2021. What about Pooh Jetter? Hang on. Pooh Jetter played in the G League last year. Was it last year? Yes, it was last year. He played for the Ignite. Oh, that's a good one. King's legend. Uh, oh, and he is 40. So he played in the G League as a 39-year-old. And <laughs> and Pooh Jetter is um, hey. I think he's the he's an assistant I believe with Portland at this point. And uh he is with Portland Ken. Yeah, he was that. just around. Yeah, because he was on the court. Were you there the day he was on the court? Anyway, he yes, I, like, I walk so. onto the court and he's like, "Yo." And I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Pooh?" And yeah, just remembered me because he was a Sacramento Kings legend. Of course, he played in uh, on the uh, the first Kings team I ever covered, 2010, 2011, and that was a yeah. that was a team that like so many guys had never played again in the league that year, uh, like <laughs> Luther Head, Antoine Wright, uh, Darnell Jackson. Uh, if if you're just tapping in and wondering why we're talking about random old NBA players slash Kings players, it's because the Stockton Kings just announced that they have acquired Lance Thomas 
who led the NBA in the 2019-2020 season. He is six foot eight, 240 pounds, according to basketball reference, and he turns 36 years old in April. It's quality addition. So now we're looking at the NBA players. So 2011-2012 was, was Lance Thomas's first season in the NBA. I believe he went undrafted out of Duke. Mm. If I'm looking at this right, he made his NBA debut December of 2011 with the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, the 2011-2012 season. That was such a long time ago, James. Do you remember who the MVP was that year? The MVP? Oh. Yeah, in 2011-12. Don't overthink it. No? Feels like it shouldn't be no. LeBron. LeBron? Yeah, it's a LeBron year. Yeah. Uh, who was the rookie of the year in 2011-2012? <sighs> okay, so that's a Jimmer draft. Jesse, you can play too. I, 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 I got an idea for this one. Okay, remember, it's I remember most of that around where the Kings are drafting, but I don't remember who's at the top of that draft. Um, Michael Carter-Williams just had the triple-double, right? He never won... The rookie oh, of the year? No, he was a rookie of the year. Okay, that's my guess. But he was he was he was later. He was later? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so man, that's why good am guess I, though. Why am right I position? Oh, so it's a point guard. It is. Um okay, so we have uh Brandon Knight, we have Kimba Walker, we have Jimmer Fredette are like eight, nine, ten. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Clay is 11. Number seven was a Kings pick, and they drafted Bismack Biombu. Um, mm-hmm. Number 12 is, oh, no. I'm not going to be able to come up with the rookie of the year from this year. Chat, chat through in a name. Is it Kyrie? It is Kyrie Irving. Congratulations oh. to the chatty house. The Aldrin Jake gets that getting one. getting Kyrie Irving correct. Yeah. Um, scoring leader in 2011-12, this is a fun game. I would like to continue playing. I'm going to go Kevin Durant on that one. Oh. Yeah, Kevin Durant's right. Oh, good call. 28 points a game. Uh, Rebound leader that year? Roy Hibbert. Andre Drummond? Good guesses. No. Dwight Howard, 14 and a half boards per game. I wanted to guess Dwight, but I feel Uh, like he was falling off at that point. I guess not. uh, Assist leader, another Kings legend. Uh, Rajon Rondo? Yeah, that's an easy one. I feel like. Rajon Rondo, 11.7. All right. And that was your 2011 um, callback. And that's a that's, shortened yeah. season. That's that's the strike season. Uh, well, not yeah, yeah. It's it's the the lockout season. So yes, uh, I covered my f- my first year was 2010-11 with uh, with Demarcus. Uh, also, we have Samuel mm-hmm. D'Alembert, uh, Jason Thompson, Dante Green, Omri Caspi, Antoine Wright, Pujetter, Darnell Jackson, Luther Head. Um, Poo, you know, I said Pooh. Um, I could probably come up. Oh, Hassan Whiteside was on that team. Um, in 2011-12? Jermaine, I do no. not have Poo Jetter on that team. No, 10-11. 10-11. Jermaine Taylor. Oh, 10-11. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I could come up with most of... Oh, Tyreek Evans. That's 11. Yeah, I can come up with most of the players on that team if I really thought about it. Um, but then that after that Ford. season... We have the lockout that hits. So they draft Jimmer, and then July 1st, like five days later, the, the NBA goes on lockout. And during the mm-hmm. lockout, I, uh, I along with a crew of dudes, made small market big heart during the lockout that year. Because that's when, like, the team is... Hell yeah. That's the end of the 2010-11 season is uh, the Grant and Jerry sign-off. It's where everyone thinks that the Kings are leaving and going to Anaheim and did not. I was in a journalism class 
at Sac State, and the professor I had also taught Sam Amick. Mm-hmm. And he was going to come in and speak to our class that summer, or or leading into that summer. And she was like, yeah, Sam Amick's going to come in and talk to the class. And I'm like, isn't there like a lockout going on? Like, you're going to have Sam Amick in here in the middle of a lockout? Like, that's nuts. Like, but cool. And she goes, yeah, no, I talked to him. He's going to come in. He's going to, it's like, all right, awesome. And so the day comes that Sam is supposed to be in. And she's like, and she's like, I dressed nice. I, I, I like suited up to meet Sam Amick, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny knowing Sam now. Um, but I like dressed nice and I'm all fired up. And she's like, yeah, Sam Amick's not going to come in. The NBA is in the middle of a lockout and he has to cover that. Like, yeah, duh. I told you. Anyways, <laughs> that's uh, what I remember about the lockout. That's amazing. Um, real quick before we before we hit the break, um, I forget the professor's name, Lizzie. Sorry, but I saw some stuff on on the internet yesterday about Brandon Ayuk being traded and the stuff the Niners have to do this offseason. Dan Graziano and ESPN actually wrote about this. Okay, and the the thing I want to just dispel real quick is Graziano paints this really dramatic picture of the Niners offseason. And it's like, they're going to have to cut Kyle use check or redo his contract. And they're going to have to cut Dre Greenlaw, which they won't be able to, because he has a torn Achilles, but anyways, um, and they're going to have to trade Brandon Ayuk, and this is all dire and everything's awful. Uh, that's not the case. And I've seen the discussion kind of all stem from that. And I've seen this, okay, who do they get rid of? Who do they keep? That's a 2025 conversation. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely next off season is where everything kind of comes to a head and you have George Kittle and you have Eric Armstead and you have, uh, you're, you might have to pay Brock Purdy and you have to figure out what you're doing with Debo Samuel. You got to figure out what you're doing with Christian McCaffrey. Like next off season is where it all really gets hairy and messy. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is, is where things stand right now, the only way the 49ers would have to, quote unquote, have to trade Brandon Ayuk is A, if he just outright says, I'm not signing here. I'm looking at the next three to five years, and I don't think that I'm going to be able to be as productive as I can be as a receiver. I think I can go win elsewhere. I don't want to play here, which, okay. B, if he goes, I want Tyreek Hill money, and I want $35 million a, a, a year, and I want... 80 million guaranteed or something insane like that. And they just go not worth it. You can go get that elsewhere. Uh, But other than that, like they can keep all their guys and sign Brandon Ayuk long-term this off season and still have some money to play with in free agency. So it's not a dire, like, Oh my God, everything is awful. Like it kind of is from a, they just lost the Super Bowl standpoint and losing the Super Bowl and going back is like impossible. So it's dire from that standpoint, but all this, oh, they have to blow it up if they want to sign Brandon Ayuk is just not, that's just not a real thing. Well, yeah, I I just wanted to make that really clear. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this last week, right? Um, They have like a $36 million carryover credit from this year Mm -hmm. that will wipe out almost all of the $43 million uh, like over the salary cap for this season, uh, for next season. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's good yeah. there, and then there's ways to like move all of these con uh, contracts around. Uh, of course, Nick from ESPN came in and 
worked with us on all of it, like the basics of it, right? So like there is no panic button yet. And it's funny, why are we writing this at ESPN when you wrote something from somebody who's in it, like got his, you know, big boy boots on and trudging through the mud and in 49ers salary cap uh, quagmire of, you know, that that's building really odd. And then, it's and really then you have odd. a second one. I, I mean, I guess it's like counter view, but that's not really what it was. It's, this is just like a weird situation where uh, we have like some sort of panic and misinformation that's happening. Can't imagine yeah, that. Yeah, it's just uh, good. No, cool. Yep. I just wanted to make it really clear that that's just not where where things really stand right now with them. So yeah, and I can't imagine not bringing all. back Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is like if we talk about the two. The, the the two timeline thing. Brandon Ayuk is your two timeline with Yeah. With Brock Purdy. That's your two timeline. It's you build you, around those guys and then some offensive linemen and some young defensive linemen and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And and this year Brandon Ayuk was seventh in the league in receiving yards and thirty sixth in targets, which is crazy. Yeah. But their offense is built around Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle primarily right now. What does that look like in two years when Kittle's gone and McCaffrey's north of thirty and Debo Samuel might be gone? you're going to need a legit number one wide receiver. And I think that's what Brandon Ayuk is. And I think the 49ers would be smart to pay him. I agree. I'm right there with you. I agree. All right. How do the Kings continue? Uh, how they finished the first half? How do the Kings pick off where they left off in the second half? We'll talk about that next. We'll also have the handoff with one of D'Lo or KC coming in to chat with us as well. All that coming up in the final segment on the insiders on ESPN 1320. Now, back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. <laughs> I'm doing the show. We're back. Me, so I, can't hear, I can't hear the rejoin music. James just gives me like the, hey, your turn, you go thing. But he was just jamming out. I don't know what that was, but James was feeling it. That was great. I'm just like, it's one of the rejoiners, and I I forget that you don't hear the rejoiner music. Yeah, no, I can't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm going to the Kings game on Thursday against the Spurs, and Loki in our in the, in the chatty house on YouTube at youtube.com slash ESPN1320 reminded me I'm not allowed to go to games anymore. I will be leaving early. I will make sure to step out like a quarter early. You're just going to walk and go, that boy tall and leave. He is enormous. <laughs> Pause. I'm going to, I'm going to take photos on Instagram for clout. And then I'm going to leave. You're going to be like, that's, that's a huge spur. <laughs> Was that a Deuce Bigelow reference? Yes. Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, yes. Um, Kyle we got it. About... Wait, Kyle just got a movie reference. What? I did. Oh my gosh. What just happened? game time baby let's go um so we were talking about the a's at the break and i wanted to i wanted to talk about this briefly on air because at first i was like when when the vote for them to move went through people like casey pratt with abc7 in san francisco people like ray ratto who is a legendary a journalist who has been around he was on the sidelines for the catch in the 1982 NFC championship game like that, or the 1981 NFC championship game. Like he has been around. And even when the vote for the A's to move got approved, 
everybody who was close to this thing and everybody who's been around was like, eh, like they could still botch this. And talking about this at the break, the the moves they've made or not made for this season. Oh, yeah. And they are now in the spotlight. They are now, John Fisher and, and co, are now in the spotlight as like, dude, people are watching. Like, you think people were paying attention last year? Wait until now. Now people are really going to be like, this is the team that's moving to Vegas. You've got Vegas. You have to convince people in Las Vegas that this is a good idea. And you're going to roll out a team that's going to lose 100 plus games again and made no discernible effort to get better. And you're trying to convince uh, some place to take you in the meantime. And you're going to roll out the worst team in baseball again? This row? That's just a plan? Kyle, they I intend don't... to do it for three more years, just in case you were wondering. Uh, actually, it's four. Four more years of throwing trash, like ridiculously bad. And, and they say that once the stadium opens in Las Vegas, that's when they're going to spend. Why, why would why? Why would anybody believe that? And then on top of this, they're doing nothing on social media because everybody hates them. Um, there's the whole negotiation about whether they're going to leave the A's logo and colors in Oakland. And that's one of the things that they can, that the city of Oakland is saying, like, you give us the name and colors for this expansion team that we're trying to get, and you can play in the Coliseum until you leave. The city of Oakland, they're playing hardball. I mean, and and this is, this is is what they have to do because there's, you're basically looking at, I think it's 68 million this year in a television contract, but then, if they the next three years is going to be around you know sixty five to seventy million bucks, so mm-hmm. let's just say it's seventy four more years. That's like two hundred eighty million dollars that the A's don't want to leave on the table from the NBC Sports uh, California contract, right? They want yeah. that money. Well, if they move out of the Bay Area, they lose that money instantly. And mm-hmm. you know even if they move to Sacramento, like they would have to renegotiate that deal with NBC Sports because it's out of the Bay Area window and. Whether or not NBC is going to be willing to deal with them or not is a big question. Mm-hmm. And my guess is they'll at least listen, but they're going to want a whole lot less money than this 68. So whether it's 40 million or 50 million, whatever it is, they're going to want a discount. If they stay in mm-hmm. Oakland, they get that money. So now, City of Oakland's like number one, we're not giving you the Coliseum rental for a million dollars a year, which is what they. They've strung out right. forever. We're not doing that Which anymore. Is crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. So it's probably going to cost like thirty million or something. They want some of that money. Uh, they also want Major League Baseball in the room, and they want a guarantee of an expansion team. I don't think that's going to happen. But go ahead. They also want the history of the A's and the and the A's green and gold and the name and everything else left in Oakland. So when they mm-hmm. do get an expansion team, that's not going to happen, that they would be able to tie that to the uh, to the original franchise, the Oakland A's, and not allow it to go to Las Vegas and either get extinguished or be bastardized in some way by the worst ownership group that's ever existed in, in humanity. The right move is for them to leave the name and colors anyways. Just from a branding standpoint, the A's logo and colors is not it's not the raiders where it's this national brand that everybody knows the silver and black like everybody knows whether they're in los angeles or oakland or las vegas 
that is the silver and black and Raider Nation is going to be around, right? It's not that level of, it's just, you're just the, the A's and people hate you. Like people, baseball fans, what baseball writers, Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, the biggest names drag you constantly. They made in front of them on first take the other day, uh, Jeff Passan with Tony Kornheiser, just absolutely oh, uh, clown. Pardon the interruption. Pardon the interruption. My bad. Yeah. PTI. Yes. Yeah. They, they yeah. absolutely clown them. Clown the A's. Like, oh Yeah. No one really believes that they're going to get this thing done. Like, why would we believe that? These idiots can't get anything done. Jeff Jeff Passan, who is as plugged in as any writer in 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 the sport, is like laughing at the idea that this is just going to sail through. So, the right thing to do is to just rebrand entirely. Try and wash your hands of the Oakland A's thing and your your debacle in trying to leave that city. Do, they should be willingly doing that. Mm-hmm. But a rebrand costs time. It costs money. There's focus groups that are involved. It's adding on to this timeline that the A's have already hosed. They've already screwed it up in every conceivable way. They do not have the ability, whether financially or with the calendar, to go, okay, yeah, by the way, and when we move, we're going to become the, and they can't be the Aces because I believe that trademark already belongs to a, a team in Reno, but they can't just go be like, oh yeah, we're the aces now. That's also the WNBA team in Las Vegas, by the way. Oh yeah. So they would have to completely like rebrand new colors, new logo on top of everything else. So the, the Las Vegas so cacti. The ca- <laughs> there it is. The cacti. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a million different, different, you know, names they could go with, but they're not going to, because they can just keep the A's logo and colors. They don't even have to get new uniforms. They don't even have to pay for that. I don't think they can afford new uniforms, Kyle. I don't, I don't think they, they're literally going to go out there and they're going to like heat gun Mark Canna's name off the back of a Jersey and put another name on the back of the Jersey uh, player to be named later and and just like keep (laughs) going with this thing. Yeah. It's it's just I was so pessimistic when everything got voted through because I was like, well, now they can't screw it up like now it's the they've been fast tracked and they've gotten pushed down the hill and now it's just a bunch of formalities. But it appears they're in the process of screwing it up. Oh, of course. Yeah. And man, it it you you said this at the break and it just really hit me, man. You were like, and they're going to be the worst team in baseball again. It's like, why would you do that? Why would the. Major League Baseball's eyes on you. Why would you give people more reason to to think you suck? Why not make some kind of... It's not even like they tried. It's not even like they put together this fake free agent list, like the Billy Butlers of the world, you know, where you're bringing them in, and you're like, yeah, hey, look, we signed a free country agent. Country Biscuit is a country breakfast. Yeah country, yeah, country breakfast. There we go. They didn't even do that. No. They just... I don't think they... They did nothing. No, they, I, like I saw a reliever they brought back, and I'm like, I don't even remember that guy being on the team last year. Sure yeah. enough, he was bad. He was there. You're like, huh? Zach, huh? Zach Geloff can play. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Zach Geloff is a is a gangster. But beyond that, like, there's not. Shea Langoliers is not putting butts in seats, bro. People aren't in Vegas like, yeah, we're pretty fired up for the Langoliers era. No, I think yeah. Tyler <laughs> Soderstrom, like, that could be an era. But again. Sure. Sure. Geloff and, and Soderstrom, they don't match the timeline for a new team in 2028 in Vegas. 
They don't. They yeah. don't match the timeline. So what are we doing here? Like, I, it's I no it's such a clown show and just such an embarrassment. And I know, like, there's rumors last week that it that the Sacramento's leader in the clubhouse to have the A's for three years, and now all of a sudden the the A's and city of Oakland get back to the table, and now they're negotiating. Like, the whole thing is just a mess, and I just can't understand how we could get to a point where this is okay, that this is normal. And, again, the Kings did this exact same thing. Like, this is a Kings mm-hmm. playbook. It is. It's it's the horrible Kings playbook under the Maloofs where you, you ran— Do you see parallels here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you literally ran the lowest payroll in the league for, like, three or four straight years. My, my first year— like three consecutive years, they traded for a player that was out and not going to play, and some of them not ever going to play again. They traded for Larry Hughes. They traded for um, Sam Cassell. They traded for Marquise Daniels just to get to the salary floor, just to get to the lowest wow. point. And Marquise Daniels had injured his neck, never played again. Larry Hughes had a broken wrist, was not going to play. And I don't, he may have come back and played a couple of years later for Orlando or something, but was done. Like, that's what you did just to get to the salary cap floor. And on top of that, you, you just, instead of, again, the playbook, this is the playbook. Instead of fixing a toilet in, in one of the bathrooms, you put a plastic bag and duct tape over it. Like, you couldn't even afford to fix, stalls or urinals or sinks that ran all day long you couldn't afford to fix them or you didn't spend the 200 bucks for a new sink and have one of your maintenance workers fix a sink in a bathroom no they stopped doing all of that you remember key smart had to run out on the floor because the kinks had lost their sponsorship with like wells fargo and they had covered it up with a plastic bag oh, up yeah. on the scoreboard. On the scoreboard. They covered it with black bisqueen or, right. or plastic bags. Yeah. They fell off in the middle of a game, and Keysmart ran out on the floor and grabbed the, paper, the plastic That's bag right. out of the air as it's falling. Like, this is who ran the, Sac- the Sacramento Kings. So, yeah, there are parallels here. They, like, this is who they were. And, uh, like, you just can't. Sometimes people can't be owners anymore, and that's it. Who wants, number one, a, a stadium on nine acres in, in downtown Las Vegas? The answer is nobody. The, the city doesn't want it there. Nobody wants it there. There's a pre-existing hotel there that won't be torn down until like 2027. Like, this is the, the yeah, worst. Yeah, you can't just blow up a hotel. <laughs> they don't have their financing, and last time I checked— like John Fisher is not getting richer. He's getting poorer. like by the minute. Mm-hmm. So how is it that he's going to be able to finance? Like there are talk that John Fisher is going from hotel to hotel, like pitching with a pitch deck, him and Dave Cavall, like pitching their financing deal to casino owners, trying to get somebody to give them money. And the answer is nobody wants them. Nobody wants to give them money. It's just an embarrassment. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do this while they're also going to roll out one of the worst teams in baseball. Well, I, I mean, that's... And then the, the just, Oakland it, A's fans are the ones who get dragged when they don't show up because what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed... Like, again, you can't do a giveaway in the stadium that says player to be named later. You can't because no. that's all you got. Like, 
or or Vegas bound. How about you do that? You give a, a, a Oakland A's T-shirt in a nondescript color, not A's colors. It's got to be. It's got to be like just purple. the black and white. Welcome to Las Vegas T-shirt. Y- yes, exactly, exactly. That's the and that's that's the whole issue. Is part of the reason people stopped going is because the team a long time ago stopped committing to the city. They've been trying to get out of Oakland as long as I can remember. Well, and I mean, now they've really now they're gone. Now they have approval to move to Las Vegas, and showing up isn't going to help. Cow. So I, I I I appreciate that the the national conversation has gotten away from like hey nobody goes to A's games and it's gotten more into like hey nobody wants to support this guy, yeah nobody wants to support this ownership group specifically. It's not the team. It's not baseball. The A's used to used to regularly sell out the Coliseum. And oh yeah, I've been to many sellouts and have, and have and had the highest payrolls in baseball. It's not the city. No, I promise. It's not the lack of fans. I promise. Yeah, I mean, it is the heart is very much the the ownership group. Yeah, and I would say like A's fans and Kings fans are very similar. Like if you're an A's fan, you're an A's fan. Like I, I have said it repeatedly. If Major League Baseball does allow this to happen and it goes down the way that it's going to go down, right, where they just pick up and move to Las Vegas. I'm done with the sport. To have this idiot, moronic commissioner come out and say, well, they can just become Giants fans. Dude. Oh, my God. Leave the game. If you don't understand that that's not how sports work, get out of the game, Rob Manfred. You are trash. Trash, Kyle. No, it's just am- amazing how how embarrassing these people are. All of them, for for a major league, for major league baseball, for the game itself, how they're destroying, absolutely destroying a fan base. Like you're not getting those fans back. They're leaving you. They're gonna go find something else to watch because you're trash. I mean, it's just absolutely horrible. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I just, I'm aghast at how badly the, the A's have managed to bungle this. Yeah. They've been, they have been like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked that they've screwed this up to this point. I am shocked that they've been handed so many get out of jail free cards with all this and they still cannot get it right. No, they have a league with 30 owners, excuse me, 29 owners trying to like, push this this thing forward and push this thing through and get this team to Las Vegas. They're trying so badly to get into that market. And they can't they can't they can't do it right. And I just the it's it's not going to be a lot a lot better this year. No. In fact, it's it's probably going to be demonstrably worse. And you thought there weren't people at games last year? I think it's going to be cricket. Uh, it is going to be really really bad this year and it sucks because you want to go as a as a sport fan and as a baseball fan and as a person who who is is has been an A's fan my entire life, like my instinct is to be like, yeah, I want to go root for Zach Geloff. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go root for you know uh, 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 Tyler Soderstrom. Like I want to. I want to go root Butler. But you can't. Nope. Because you can't. You can't support what this ownership group has done. So sorry for the, the tangent. It's probably going to happen more than more than once. Let's welcome in D'Lo. D'Lo and Casey. Uh, he's coming up at noon uh, for the handoff. D'Lo, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Chilling. Uh, you, how did you take in All-Star Weekend? I didn't. At all? No. High five. 
Yeah, I, I'm not going to be one of those people who like sits around and complains about how bad it is. Like, if there's something I need to see from All Star Weekend, I'll see it. Like, I'm not wasting my time like watching that stuff. Like, I don't care about All Star Saturday Night anymore. I don't. I tuned in. Like, I had it on. I wish I'd done this. Like, my my plan was like I just was going to get some other stuff done, do some work, and just kind of have the game on in the background. I start. Right. I kept thinking it was weird. Like, I haven't gotten any alerts for it. Like, it's kind of weird. I thought I started it. I thought the game started at 5. That's my fault. I thought it started at 5. I put it on at, like, 5.35, and it still wasn't on. I don't it's think crazy. it started for, like, another 10 or 2. And I was like, man, I just had this all wrong. And so I kind of sat there for a minute. I watched Ty get a bunch of shots up, and I was like, okay, this is the tie wins the MVP at home. Like, that'd be cool. Like, uh, it's cool. It's perfect. Like, you know, Ty's been the star, had the, mm-hmm. you know, super interesting outfit, you know, walking in. And I was like, all right, like, it's, 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 it's good. And then it, and, and then it kind of became like, all right, I'm out. Like, I'm, I just, I don't need to do this. I didn't watch All Star Saturday night. And it, the only thing I saw was whatever was on, I think it was the celebrity game when Kenny and I were doing the, the KSFM show on Friday. That's all that we I had on. Like I just didn't. I don't care. Like I'm. I I don't want to watch to create this big think piece about how the NBA needs to do better and players this, players that. They don't care. I don't care. Like it's not must see TV for me. Like it's an. It's a did break it for them. It's a break for me. Did it used to be though? Like, did you used to get tapped in? Um. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, absolutely. Like I used to the the '92 All Star Game. I think is one of my favorite basketball games ever, where they walked off the floor when 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 Magic hit the three, um, in Orlando. Uh, I remember Jordans in, in in the overtime game, wishing they had just walked off the floor for Jordan's last All Star Game instead of actually trying to you know go to overtime, which Kobe always said like I wasn't trying to. He fouled me. What do you want me to do? Miss the free throws? Um, I don't yeah. know when I stopped. <laughs> I don't know when I stopped paying attention, but it's it's definitely been in recent years where it's just like, I don't care. I love that you said, like, if they don't care, I don't care. I, I will, like... And I don't fault them for that, by the way. Like, yeah. I don't... I, it's, not, it's not like this, oh, they need to do this. It needs to be like it used to... No, like, it's cool. Like, it's, it's essentially like an unpaid exhibition. These dudes are exhausted. They're worried about play-ins, playoffs, all NBAs. They're worried about contracts and all of this different stuff. I get it. Like, I completely get it. But I don't need to, like, sit around and, you know, be frustrated by it. Yeah, we were out to dinner on Saturday night, and the TVs had it on, the the three-point shootout and the slam dunk contest. I was like, okay, I'll sit here and watch it, like, while I'm eating and, you know, having a— having a cocktail that's mm-hmm. fine but outside of that i'm i'm not turning it on i didn't even look on sunday i was like okay what time is uh the finale of that was a, true detective coming on because I, I don't care a, about this game at all it was a second screen experience for your boy for sure it was it was <laughs> on but I, I was telling james damien i was like i feel like i'm obligated to do this because of work but i didn't <clears throat> I, I stopped tell you five i stopped feeling like that like if if we come in today and do and we talk like the build to WrestleMania for the next four hours. Does anyone tune in and go, I can't believe they're not talking about the NBA All Star game? No. Like we do have certain like obligations to what we do. And I don't think yeah, the yeah. NBA All Star game is one of them. Did you watch if the Aaron step- was in it, it's different. If Domas is in it, it's different. Like if there is 
if there's a king's tie-in, like I I get that. But other yeah. than that, no. Did the Steph Sabrina Unescu shootout do anything for you? Yeah, I thought it was cool. But again, I watched it on social media. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't watch mm-hmm. it live. I wasn't gonna try to time it because I didn't care about anything else that night. Um sure. but I was I was intrigued Dang, by I that. I messed up. I messed up my Saturday night, but you messed up your Saturday night with this? It's like yeah, watching apparently. the home run derby. I was like, like, hey, I gotta get I gotta get tapped in. <laughs> I even think no. the home run derby, like there is a way that guys can hit more home runs and it becomes even more spectacular. And so you're just like, This is this is wild. I cannot believe that that guy just hit X amount of home runs. Like he just keeps yeah. hitting them. I, I just you don't feel that way about the three point shootout. You don't feel that way. I actually think the three point shootout is. I think it's cool. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with that event. I think no. it, I think it's a blast. I think if you and and I love you know the idea that was floating around social media of like add you know Kelsey Plum or Caitlin Clark or something yeah. to this equation with with maybe Steph and Dame or or something along those lines. Dude, that that's I I love that idea. Like that's tremendous. But I also like the three point contest in general. I think it's fun when a when a guy or a girl gets hot like that and just starts firing. That's 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 phenomenal. But it's also part of a bigger. It's 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 part of a bigger show that it's like well, I'm, I'll like I'll see it. I'll see what I need to see. Yep. And it, like if I need to see uh you know a kid dunk over Shaq, like I'll see it. But I'm not going to sit around and you know wait for Jalen Brown to miss four dunk attempts and wait for this guy to miss ten dunk attempts before I see the one dunk that I need to see. I'll just go to Twitter and see the one dunk I need to see, or it'll pop up on an IG reel. It's as simple as that. They tried to rig it for Jalen Brown, and he still couldn't win. When they added the jazz getting thrown out of the house sound to the Jalen Brown uh, Tatum lob, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> That was one of the great, great. That was one of the great uses of the internet. In it was the most mundane cool. dunk of all time. Ah! It was just like, that was really nice. great. <laughs> that was Z-Log like, Casey uh, talking all about WrestleMania and AEW and other wrestling. Good. Terms. No, that was good. That's uh, good. that is that right? No, right. we're we're actually uh, going to talk a lot about the A's with uh, Jake Gaden. He's going to join us at one. Trista will be with us at two, and then um, Jason Jones the final hour of the show. So. Lock in. D'Lo and Casey coming up next on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.